Coming up, readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb Stormlight. Home sympathy. Arnas, Sayadar, and Sayadin. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. Welcome, totally not serial killers, to another episode of Phantology Podcast. I'm your host, Josh. I got uh, my brother Ben, who will be with me in every episode. That's a shout out to the Carlin Brothers podcast for anybody <laughs> that listens to that. And um, Jake, long term friend. And we are going to be talking about Dan Wells. I am not a serial killer. So we are going to start this episode with a little disclaimer. This book deals with uh, mental health issues. Um, we're going to try our best to talk about them in a healthy way. However, uh, we know that we're not perfect. So if we do um, say something intensive, we're deeply sorry. And you can feel free to correct us in the comments or jump on our Discord and talk to us about it there. Just know that we're trying. And if we make a mistake, uh, we apologize and would like you to point it out to us so that we can do better moving forward. Do you guys want to throw anything in there? Sounds good. Yeah. I think that it's funny that you called Jake a long-term friend when Stephen always calls us lifelong friends. Lifelong friends. Ah, know. shoot. Okay, I'm yeah. trying, guys. I have known you. I have been friends with you longer than I have been friends with Stephen. Yeah, mm. very true. Yeah, but Damn. everyone's everyone's rating system is different. So, <laughs> shoot. I'm sorry. Well, guys, I'm not. This is. I, I don't host very many of these, so I'm sorry. This is your time to shine. You've read. So Ben and I have only read the book we're reviewing. I'm not a serial killer, but you've read all of them in the series not quite so not quite. the way that the series works as i've been made aware so there's a there's a first trilogy then there's a short story which i skipped because it didn't have it on audiobook and i just wanted to keep listening to them so my bad about that i would not recommend doing that because um there is quite a jump between the first trilogy and the second trilogy and the short story um would probably fill in some of those gaps i assume mm-hmm. i i understood i followed everything it wasn't that big of a deal and then there's a second trilogy and i'm on book two of the second trilogy we're going to go through this and we're going to do a non-spoiler uh portion of the book talk about why we read it uh do a non-spoiler section and then we'll give our spoilery thoughts at the end so you have plenty of time to click off um if you don't want to get spoiled but feel free to stick around we'll make it abundantly clear it's funny that like what you just described, if I didn't know what you're describing, I would have assumed that it was Mistborn error one and two. Like there's a one trilogy and then like a time jump and there's like a novella in there that kind of, you know, bridges it. And yeah, so it's ironic because the reason why we decided to put this, but pick this book up is because Dan Wells was recently announced to be the vice president of narrative over at Dragonsteel, which is the company founded by Brandon Sanderson, and it has it's been announced that uh, Dan Wells will be helping in some capacity in the Cosmere. The way that they've described it so far is that he's just kind of he's kind of coming in to help Brandon wrangle everything in. And they've been friends since college. I wouldn't say that they're lifelong friends, like mm-hmm. some of us here. Long term, definitely long term friends, though. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's kind of I think that um, made us all want to kind of like 
oh, like explore who this Dan Wells character is. So that's why well, I read it at least. Yeah. So to be fair, I think for me, uh, Dan Wells has been on this reading. His this series has been on my reading list for a long time. Okay, but be honest was was it on your reading list because of the podcast? Attention. Yeah, sure. Because, okay. Yeah, because Dan. So Wells, still affiliation with Sanderson. Right. Right. Yeah. But okay. but I mean, for, since like since you know since like twenty. 15 when we were taking his classes like sanderson's classes like he's constantly talked about like dan wells and used this series specifically like as examples and stuff and mm-hmm. you know we i've listened to no excuses not not Wait, writing near, excuses or writing excuses Jeez, Shush. yeah writing excuses a bit and then intentionally blank i've listened to i think like every episode of that since they started it so obviously like yeah it is like kind of sanderson's orbit but I've been curious about the series. No, I'll admit for me, it was, uh, it was mostly because with that position of VP of narrative, we've heard that. And I don't know if this is actually not fake news or not. So sorry if I'm spreading misinformation, (laughs) but I've heard that he, other than Isaac is the only other person who's been like given authorized to write in. Yeah. 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 Authorized to write in the, in the Cosmere. So I was like, well, I should read some of his stuff and see, you know, what that would be like, like what our feelings are on that. Yeah. And there's totally like, I, we should really do like a fantasy news segment where we talk about like the different theories of like how much he, how much he's going to do in the Cosmere and stuff. I think that's kind of outside the scope of the podcast. I think we yeah. just wanted to introduce it as like, this is why we're reading the book and um, kind of go from there. Also, I will say that I, this was like my Halloween read. And these are mm. great. Like if you're looking for an October series to jump in, I'm just going to kind of maybe spoilers, spoil some of my thoughts for later on the episode. But I think that this is like a great October read. You can get through like probably most of the books and like one So month. your advice to all of our listeners is to, wait, to wait a an year. entire year. Wait a year. Before starting this book. Yeah. Don't read yet, guys. <laughs> Don't read it yet. Just wait 10 for months. Me, it really fit like the spooky Halloween kind of campy fun vibe that I was going for for this Halloween. So. Yeah, well, I guess with that segue, should we move into our non-spoiler thoughts of the book? Yeah, let's do it. Who wants to start? I think, Josh, you're already on a roll here. So that's yeah. uh, apart from being a good Halloween read. So great Halloween read. Okay, great. so here are some of my non-spoiler Sorry. thoughts. Uh, I didn't realize like that it was like an actual YA book, which this like it is a YA book, I think, mm-hmm. very clearly in that camp. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, I don't know how it's, I would be, I wouldn't be surprised either way how it's classified. It's kind of like, it's very similar to Mistborn Era 2 to me, where it's like, this could be YA or this could be. Partly because it's more told from like a, like a yeah teenager perspective. I think that makes it for me, I know that like adult, like, like it is told from like a kid's perspective for a lot of the time. That's like not a YA book, right? A lot of Stephen King books are like that, but like this, yeah. I think the fact that it is from like a young man, like a like a young man's perspective makes it feel more YA than, than yeah. it makes it feel more like the Reckoners than Mistborn, I'd say. Yeah. I feel like I definitely, I would classify it. Yeah. I would classify it as YA, but I think it is um, in terms of like writing and like maturity, it's more closer to uh, Mistborn era too, to me than the Reckoners. Yeah. I, the the I Reckoners just feels more like, like pretty young YA, like like middle versus, grade versus this is like YA, almost yeah. Like I feel like this is like on the the upper end of the YA, like the Hunger Games mm. spectrum. 
see i feel like i haven't read the hunger games but what what yeah but yeah so i can't make that comparison so (laughs) they're very different obviously i think that this one i guess is it spoilers to give kind of like a premise of what we're talking about here because i think that that yeah we can we can give give a premise premise. okay back of the book premise type thing yeah so the back of the book premise is that you have like how old is he 16 15 he's he's starting high school yeah 14 14 15 ish yeah so you have like a 14 year old kid who is seeing a therapist and he it becomes clear that he has psychopathic tendencies or is that the right word to use to describe it i think it's sociopathic sociopathic right so like he has markers that would indicate him as being a sociopath and he kind of i don't know if he idolizes but he studies serial killers um he has like a lot of anxiety that that he is going like he will be a serial killer and he's trying to like yeah he doesn't want to be a serial killer but he he's worried that he will become one right and so um so these are kind of the themes that and he also uh his family owns and operates in uh morgue and so these are kind of like the the themes that permeate the book so they're all like um there's a lot of like anxiety mental health issues wrapped up in the core narrative of the story which i think is why um it maybe like feels it feels more yeah. adult yeah but then you also have like the you know preteen angst of talking to the girl and whatever like you have like these very like middle grade themes that run through the book as well why themes i'd say i don't know if they're a lot of things okay why i mean why themes yeah people are gonna would, get mad that yeah. we're even attempting to classify it so it's a you know yeah i, I guess i will just say i it started pretty gruesome. So it started, it starts with some like, and again, this is still like non-spoiler because it's like the first chapter, but it starts with like some pretty hardcore, like body horror stuff, I'd say. Like it got me kind of like, feel, like kind of feeling uncomfortable in my skin. Like just the very first chapter of the book, you know? And so it started off like pretty, leaning pretty hard into it. And then I feel like that was, you know, that made me think it was going to be more adult. And then it like transitioned to more of a young adult thing. Yeah. So maybe there's like some whiplash there for me that would made me surprised. That I that it was more YA than what I was expecting after the first chapter. Yeah, I didn't think anything was like too hardcore, but I I do think I think the writing is is like well done for like the like YA uh, target audience. Um, I thought it had some interesting. Uh, it's an interesting, fun story, and like mm-hmm. it's it's first person, yeah. but it's it's told in like a not. I feel like sometimes first person could come across as kind of cheesy, but I didn't feel like it It had any of that. And it had some like nice twists to it. And I don't know. It was pretty engaging the whole time. Yeah. Very engaging. Very short, like very fast yeah. paced. Yeah. Really yeah. eight hours, eight hours on audio, I think. Something um, like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm not exactly sure on the page count. Very, yeah. Very fast paced. Kept me engaged the entire time. Yeah. So, so those are some big positives. And then, yeah, the plot, like the plot kept moving forward and I was, we'll get more about this in the spoiler section, but like, I wasn't too sold on like some of the, you know, stuff, but I don't know. I think your mileage may vary on just how like well done you find the plot, but it was good. Honestly, yeah. like the, this might seem like a silly comparison because I'm going to compare it to movie and <laughs> there's a movie made of this book. So it's silly that I'm not comparing it to its own movie, but like, it, it reminded me a lot of Disturbia. Like, I don't know if you guys remember that. Like, yeah, 2007, I was, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's just like, 
I don't know why, but that movie just like hit the sweet spot between like being a horror movie, but like also like just a thriller. A fun, yeah, just like a thriller. A yeah, like thriller, when, yeah. like a movie that you could go watch with your high school friends and like all get like some jump scares, but not like be too creeped out during it. I don't know. Like it just yeah. hit that sweet spot between you know being what it needed to be and still being like a good a fun book. Yeah, I think a good description of it is like a YA Disturbia if it were written by uh Stephen King. <laughs> yeah. Like a YA Stephen like King. Mm, Dean Koontz, maybe. Dean Koontz. Okay, I've read one Dean Koontz and two Stephen Kings, so <laughs> I don't really but just like I feel like the there's uh there's some surprising elements to it that I wasn't expecting. I was like, oh, this kind of feels like something Stephen King would do, where it's just like Oh, I'm mm. gonna throw this in there and kind of throw people off. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Over, overall, like, who should read it? Why should they read it? Who should pass? And should we give ratings now or in the? I, I guess we can give ratings now. Um. So I, I think I, before we do the ratings, we'll answer the questions that you had. I think yeah. who should read it? A, if you're like us and like hardcore Sanderson fans, then you know, good to get to read, get to read it just so you kind of know who Darren Wells is. Um, also, if you're somebody that likes everything that we've been talking about so far, then go ahead and give it a read. I mean, it's again, like if you're the type of person that listens to our podcast regularly, you're you're probably like a avid reader, and this is not like a book that you need to devote a lot of time to. So just go ahead and give it a read. Um, I would say, I don't know. The thing is, I don't read a lot of this type type of book, so I can't be as critical about it as I can like you know a book that's trying to be a more epic fantasy book. But I would say seven and a half, eight out of ten um because i enjoyed it and yeah i think it accomplished what it set out to do really well yeah i do i do about the same like a seven out of ten i think like i went into reading this to kind of explore Danwell's writing and see what he has to offer in terms of like contributing to the cosmere and i think i could see this very similar again i keep making the comparison to Mistborn era too like i feel like it's very similar to that those types of stories and I mean, this is this one book I read by him, then it and it is YA, but I I feel like he has the writing abilities to take on more. And like we said, we don't know if he is gonna be really writing for Sanderson, but um I think he will eventually. I think that's confirmed, is that he will eventually. Yeah. I think I think he could be a co-author. I don't know if there ever be yeah. like a just Dan Wells. But I see I think more than being like Mistborn, I could see him like doing Shadows of Silence in the Forest of Hell type um mm-hmm. type story. Yeah. Yeah, I think he could get there. I think from the like this book reminded me a lot of Mistborn Era too, in terms of like tone and like detail. But I could see him using. I feel like he could leverage his skills really well for the um, doing a little darker stuff. Um, so yeah, yeah. I I kind of I want to see Dan Wells write like a dark, seedy under underbelly of the Cosmere. Like yeah, but I fun. think he would do a really good job of that. Dark seas underside. Like what, what? What planet would this? Uh, would this be taking place on? Oh, I don't know. So I've only you, watched talking about like Sadius, uh, Sadius's camp in the uh, city and in, Insidious. In what am I talking? Sadius. No, I know, but what word? About it? I wasn't oh. trying to say Sadius. I was like Insidious. Oh. oh. So I've only seen the first two episodes of Andor, but kind of like that, where it's like you're, you know, it's a little bit grimier. Like people are like you know, not everyone's really good or bad. They're just doing. I don't know. I, I could see there's a lot of potential Cosmere planets, you know, would do a good job with that for me. So I kind of, I didn't know what my expect, expectations were. 
like I said, most of where I've seen Dan Wells is just on the Intentionally Blank podcast. And he's always kind of silly on there. Like he's entertaining and I listen to the episodes um, and I like that he's on there. But like, I just could never square like him writing a horror novel, if that makes sense. So I always thought that it would be that I wouldn't love it, but mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. I would fall probably around the same uh, position as you guys, like around um, a seven out of 10 for it. I really like the pacing. Oh, go ahead, Ben. I was going to say, I, I could agree with that, but like one of the first episodes of Intentionally Blank was him like describing all the serial killers that he had like researched and like describing their um, crimes in kind of like a joking manner. And I was like, this guy can like talk about really intense stuff with like a very like just joking air. So I don't remember that. Mostly it's turned into food heists. And so I always <laughs> hear him talk about, you know, some silly food heist. But just let me, so I really liked the pacing. I thought the pacing was great. I thought that the writing was better than what I thought it was going to be, if that makes sense. Like yeah, the writing same. never got in the way of the story, which. And this again was like his first published book, right? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe. maybe not first published, but first yeah. hit. I want to say yeah. that like he sold this around the same time that Sanderson sold Elantris. Yeah. Um, or maybe Mistborn. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah. First published novel. I'm not only. Yeah. So like for like a breakout book, this is great. Um, totally agree. For a first book, awesome job. Um, I think that where it could have used some work, like uh characters, the main character I thought was really well developed. I think that um some of the side characters could have used a lot more work, specifically like his mom. And um, I don't want to really spoil it anymore from there, but I think that characters besides the main character could have used work. The plot and pacing was a lot of fun and the writing was was good. So overall, I think solid seven out of ten. Okay, so I guess we're going to transition to a spoiler section. So if you haven't read it and you intend to, then go ahead and hop off now, I guess. Okay. All right. So I want to talk about the elephant in the room real fast. So, and that is the like decision to make this a monster thriller instead of like. Yeah, that's the, that's that Stephen King element uh, that mm-hmm. yeah. I was talking about. So I kind of had this spoiled for me because I listened to the podcast and he has talked about this decision in the past. So I, I knew that it was going to be some supernatural thing. I didn't know who the monster was going to be or anything, but I knew that it was going to be a supernatural element to it. So I want to, Jake, do, did you have any idea going into it or no? No, I didn't. And there's like a line in the book where he's like, he's oh, yeah, like, it's like the first chapter. This is like a Stephen Kingism as well. Like, yeah, where you give it away without and then don't address it until it, like it comes up. Yeah. But um, he's like, and I thought he was a serial killer, but he really was a demon or something yeah. like that. Like if he was a monster or something. Yeah. And yeah. Like, and I was like, okay. oh, does that mean like he's just a really evil guy? And then like, <laughs> oh, no, he's like a monster. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's like have, knowing that it was a supernatural thing. I was like, okay, like there's a, you know, there it is. You know, I guess I didn't really have it spoiled because it was in the first like couple chapters that, that it was said. But yeah, that was when you said Stephen King, I thought, yeah, like that was one of the things I was thinking about too. I I enjoyed it. It did throw me off though, because I thought it was going to be much more about um, just like a serial killer, more grounded, but um, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think it's, I, I had it spoiled for me as well. So I knew it was coming. I think that it allowed it to stay in that way, YA zone, because if he would have like killed um like a person that would have been a lot darker yeah um well, him beating beating a aged woman half to death is pretty dark 
Yeah, but that's like different than like mur- like killing someone, you know. Uh, I don't know, killing a defense or grievously battering a seventy-year-old woman she was, versus she was like fine. versus uh, fending she was off fine. a monster coming after you and your mother. I don't know which one's worse. Well, just for him, like for for him, I think it would have been like worse to kill someone because he had like fantasized about it so much. Like it would have, I think, set off. It just would have been a lot darker for the story. I guess that's fair. I think that one of the one of the cool things that it allowed narratively to accomplish is making the the true serial serial killer like a much more relatable person, right? Antagonist, because he was doing this for love, and it was like, oh dang, like that's a like that's that's the one thing I can't. And yeah. it's also like the one thing that he can't feel. So it's like the one reason why he couldn't understand would be yeah. his motiv- motivation to do it. I thought that was cool how he tied it in that way. Like he wouldn't catch that. He wouldn't have like been able to come up with that without his therapist. I didn't think it really made it super like sympathetic. The monster, like it's like, oh yeah, I want to stay alive, but also like it's still like killing and eating people. It's like invaders them. <laughs> you guys ever watched no, it, that? I don't think that it was just, I don't know. Sympathetic might be the wrong word, but definitely in more like depth to the motivation. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice that it wasn't just an evil monster. Like I, one thing I was surprised by in the book is like the whole beginning, he talks about how he's afraid he's going to be a serial killer because he has like these markers and like all these things line up. And I thought it was like, I thought he was going to be diagnosed with like OCD or something like that, where he's just like super obsessed with this. And it's just like this yeah, like a compulsion or obsession or something like that, where he's, or like a paranoia. But then when he's diagnosed with, I think it's anti, I think it's antisocial. Anti-social. Yeah. And yeah. then I was like, oh, maybe. And then like his whole interactions with the girl he has a crush on, I was like, oh, yeah, he totally is. Like he is. I don't know. I thought it was, that was kind of a twist to me, even though like it was stated the whole time. I thought it was going like, it's just like, oh, he's just hyper worried about being a serial killer but it's yeah. not, but it's baseless, but it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they, which we can talk about that. I think again, as somebody who doesn't really have anybody close to me that struggles with these particular mental health issues and don't experience them myself, you know, like it sounded like he could have done a better job, but he did like a pretty good job in at saying that we should treat the, treat him as like a person and that he uh, isn't like inherently bad that um, he has these, you know, lack of feelings, but he, wants to work on it and that like not everybody that struggles with this like in fact a very 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 low percentage of them turn out to be you know actual serial killers or violent you know in in harmful ways what what did you guys think about that like could it have been been done better could it have been done worse yeah i'm not sure like i i just don't know well enough regarding the like the topics like on i don't know if his wikipedia or another interview with him he talked about like he did a ton of research into it and I think he's been the book's been praised on its portrayal of it but I don't know like I I get like it definitely could have been done worse I mean yeah it can always be done better but like I don't think that I think we're all pretty sensitive uh, like to stuff like that but like just if you're like I don't know exist in 2022 and care about like so like some social issues you have like that on on your mind and it never was off-putting to me. So especially being published in what, 2007 or whatever, like maybe before a lot of like sensitivity arose around subjects like this, 
to the degree it has now. Um, I think that he did a good job with it. So I would not yeah. recommend it to anybody because I was worried about offending sensibilities in terms of mental health. I think that it treated like his time in therapy, like as like a very positive thing in his life, which is good. Although ripped to the therapist because that was sad. Yeah. You know, I think that it like handled all these things in a pretty, like in a very mature way. So especially when you consider that he was like in his twenties writing this book, I'm like, you know, that's, it's pretty cool that he's able to do that. Was he that young? I think he was just probably in his 30. Oh, maybe he's 45 now. So, okay. So like our yeah, age, early, early thirties. Yeah. 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 What, any other like big spoiler thoughts that we didn't really talk about in the non-spoiler section? Um, I thought the cringiest thing was his relationship. Uh, the girl. I thought the yeah. cringiest part was, oh, I mean, that could have been the cringiest part, but when like he picked up the hitchhiker that was also going to try him, they would try to kill him. Like, oh, yeah, was, like having like two, uh, two killers like face off and, you know, that, that was kind of, kind of cringe. Yeah. Especially because that, yeah. that was like that was the, for sure the cringiest part. The like big reveal in the book. I thought that that could have, I don't know, been done a little bit better. That was kind of my biggest complaint. Mm. But yeah, good call. I, I think cringe, maybe the, I don't know if that was the cringiest part. I think that was the worst done part, but I think still the cringiest part was the relationship yeah. with the girl. Because if it's cringe, it's like you can definitely relate to the feeling of clammy, like getting clammy around a, a girl at that age than you can. Like, the... I think, you know, I think this is like the really YA part where it's like the girl exists and like mm. is like interested in him. And like, there's, it doesn't really show like why she would be interested in him. And yeah. I don't know. Like just the like, girl exists just to further have his... the relationship. Yeah. Although I don't know how maybe she was interested in him, but maybe it was like a main character, uh, you know, like thing where he just thought she was more interested than like, obviously he struggles with these tendencies of, you know, yeah. like stalkery tendencies. Gives off a lot of you vibes if you've ever seen. Yeah you know netflix maybe, hit sensation. maybe she wasn't like not necessarily into him like like what had a crush on him but like like she went out of her way to like befriend him you know and like no, no yeah but like the thing was with like stalkers at least from my understanding is that anybody that shows them like some type of yeah kindness like that they'll like yeah. really blow up and um you know so I think that could be true of life. Like maybe that girl is just a friendly girl or maybe like where the, like, you know, everybody's going to have some type of positive interaction and he just really like latched onto that, uh, that particular one. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. But I agree. Like typical why it's like, yeah, there's like a girl that like their only purpose in the plot is to <laughs> give um, like the protagonist yeah. something to be doing. So, but it was, it did bring up our, just the fact that there was romance in there did bring apart or bring about that part of me realizing, oh no, yeah, he is, he is totally, um, he has these issues. I thought he had different issues, but this is legit. He does need to be following his rules. Yeah. yeah. No. And that was actually like, I have no idea if this is how I, people like uh, actually cope with these, um, these issues, but like his rules like made a lot of sense to me. I'm like, yeah, this is like, very well thought out structured like yeah way of coping with with life and it it's it was cool how like when he started letting those slip that like it almost as a reader you almost started like losing track of him at some point you're like wait he was just like 
stalking this girl like for months on end like you started kind of as a reader like losing track of his activities as well and just kind of like knowing about it after the fact or whatever and it it really did give you like Mm. creepy vibes you know i didn't know that but that's true did you guys think did you ever think that he was going to like turn into a serial killer well we haven't read the i think i'm just asking for the first whether he does or not no in this book i did not think that at all there's never like well i didn't think he'd become a serial killer before like knowing that it was really a monster i thought he was gonna have to kill i thought it was gonna be like a dexter situation um which it kind of was but with the monster and the way it died it wasn't really the same no but in like his uh very like sadistic way of luring him back like that was still yeah 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 it definitely had dexter vibes i i the first book i I thought he might become a serial killer. So I was just wondering, like, I thought he might. That's interesting. Uh, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a low page count to, uh, to actually be like multiple. Well, I thought it might people. lead into like him actually becoming a serial killer. Like that he might end the book, like, yeah, killing the monster. And then like um, realizing that he was going to be like a serial killer or something. I don't know. What about like the fact that, everything just happened to work out for him did you guys find that believable how like he kind of screwed himself over in terms of like calling his therapist and stuff and then like you know the monster happened to kill his therapist and like the phone the phone records were like lost or whatever that seemed pretty yeah yeah i thought that and i wondered if maybe did he ever find the cell phone he was like i need to go get that phone yeah he like threw it out into the yeah forest or something I wondered if that's going to come back to bite him in, in the sequels. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what made it a little bit YA, in my opinion, too. Like, was that kind of yeah. stuff. Like, everything kind of just working out, you know. I don't know. I, I thought it was good, though, overall. Like, it, when you have that low of a page count, you can't account for every single thing that could possibly happen and, like, say why it didn't happen or why it did happen. Yeah, that's true. And I think that that kind of goes to your complaint about, like, the characters as well. It's like, you know, there's like his I, th- I actually think that they did that a decent job was done with him and his mom's relationship i think him and his sister's relationship was kind of shoehorned in their parts but yeah i think yeah. that the mom's relationship with him was especially like when you're at that age your your mom really does seem like an ancillary ancillary part ancillary I don't, I don't know what i'm trying to say but like just kind of a side part of your life you know what i mean so I was I wasn't upset about that. I think that his absent father with like the iPad or iPod gift, like that was a a big scene, like a scene that built a lot of character and a very low low page count, which I appreciated. So yeah, I thought good. that a lot of things um, were done well there. I think his mom was done fine. I think his sister was done not great. I think his best friend was done really poorly. I <laughs> yeah, think that true. I think well, that best friend, yeah, yeah. But I mean, still like there's a character there you can make them a little bit more interesting right yeah um especially with his dad having died yeah i think brooke was fine i think um the fact that josh knows her name means that she's in the future books jake that's yeah yeah (laughs) wait what no i I might have giveaway i think that um who else what what other characters and that that's kind of the therapist was fine the the neighbor like as a character before we found out he was the killer like I don't know. I, I could have used a little bit more time to actually care that he was the killer, you know, like his character was built up after the fact that we learned that he was the killer. Um, yeah. So 
Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I just wish that there were like was like at least one other like really interesting character that that could have been a foil to him, or I could have been rooting for instead of him, or in relation to him, or against, or even one other character that you thought like it it could have been like somewhat a murder mystery, right? Where you like you had like suspicions of who was the killer, but yeah, that didn't ever seem like it was that big of a part of the book, which I think was kind of a lost uh, you know opportunity there. Yeah, like yeah, he, he didn't really have any theories as to who it could be. Yeah, I agree. But I I really liked their conversation around the comp- campfire near the end of the book. It was kind of like the the start of the like maybe like rising action if you're plotting it. But like that was cool. They kind of like talked about like I don't know life, and it was kind of like you knew that it was about to go down afterwards. But there's a lot of wisdom imparted in that conversation, so that was cool. I want to go back and read it actually because I remember really enjoying it. Okay, yeah. um, should we do best of the worst? Worst of the best. Worst of the best. Josh, you're, you're really struggling with the uh, struggling with terms today. <laughs> Steven's Steven's gonna fire me. <laughs> worst of the best. Um, I guess I'll start. Are you guys do you, do you have anything you want to get in there before we do it? No, let's just jump in. The worst of the best. With so many exemplary moments in this book. It's almost unfair to nitpick. But that's the segment. It's the pimple on the princess. The stain on the satin. And the terror before the triumph. The unfortunate portion of an otherwise stellar performance. Someone has to point it out. Okay, uh, worst of the best for me, I think honestly the opening scene, like I said in the non-spoiler section, like the body horror stuff like kind of got to me like with, you know, making the incisions on the corpse and like the way he described it. And like, it was just kind of a lot to like open up a book like that. I get you want the book, the beginning of the book to be super uh, engaging. And I think it really did that. It was really engaging, but also I don't know if it set the correct tone for the rest of the book. Like I kind of said, it seemed like a more adult way to start the book. And then the rest of the book was YA. So best in the fact that it was a really kind of like visceral way to start the beginning of the book. Worst in the fact that I don't know if it gave you the best idea of what the rest of the book. So there's, yeah, I can see that. that. I, I think my favorite line from that was something along the lines of like, Oh, like all the body fluid just like went into the sewer which yeah where else would it go like but... sucked out and yeah, yeah. where else would it go yeah that's... i didn't think yeah. it was that gruesome i did like that scene and i um it was a really good like Chekhov's gun in the book of like i can't remember who i was t- last on a podcast with who is not using Chekhov's gun correctly i was but... gonna say this seems like a term that jake would take issue if anybody else was using it no you got <laughs> mad at, you got mad at me for using um Oh, McGuffin. McGuffin, correctly. Yeah. Incorrectly. Yeah. Um, but the whole, like, I can't remember the name of the device, but the device they use, um, one of the devices they use in the, like, embalming process and how that's used later on as, like, to defeat the um, the monster. But, yeah, I didn't hopefully think it was Hopefully the fans don't quit on us. That yeah, was just a line that they would always say. They would always say, they're... hopefully the fan doesn't fail. Oh, oh. But I would say my worst of the best was the... Uh, Dang, what you got me all sidetracked with this other stuff. Um, probably just just the fact that he got like it, like the resolution, like ended, like just wrapped up too fast, and like 
it was like a good like I liked where things ended but how it got there was not really what um it wasn't done super well in my opinion like yeah. like the whole scene with him luring the monster back and no I really like that or just like the very right after like the, the, res- the yeah like the wrap up at the end it's like all right and I had this alibi and everyone believed me because of this and yeah yeah I agree okay yeah no that that's good I so mine is that for how like like I could I think I might have given this away like earlier but like I could not get past the fact that he was willing to like like beat this old woman up in order to yeah, like that was a little far to come back because like he's such like a well-grounded person like in terms of analyzing how these things will affect him and stuff and I just couldn't he had enough time to figure out like a better way of doing this right? I don't know I I mean he, he did kind of his timetable was uh like elevated like like hastened a little bit but well he didn't have that much time because he knew that as long as he waited people were more people dying. were gonna die and, and it so, seemed like it was happening at a faster and faster rate yeah so I think that he he decided that the reason was happening was because of love so he had to go the one way to know that he would lure the monster back was by attacking the thing it loved and, and it had to be when the monster was like weak like weak, party yeah. like needing food or whatever so yeah. he was trying to time it between like the monster yeah so i think it was fine like and he he calculated like very precisely he planned out exactly how he's going to do it he planned out that you know like it wouldn't you know, yeah but like the thing is maybe damage. i mean here's my thing he could have like it was a chloroform or whatever like we make somebody pass out and then just like use makeup or something like that seems like a better way of doing it than like yeah. how's he gonna get chloroform he's a 14 year old kid dude i don't know he also like lives in a morgue i'm sure he could like come up with some chemicals or like that that's the thing I'm, there there's got to be a better way than like putting a bag over this old like dude you clobber an old woman with a lamp or whatever or the phone or whatever you use yeah like, she there's, like, there's a better than there's a better than yeah good chance that they're that they're gonna go i think it depends where you hit them i mean okay okay <laughs> no, but okay last defense of the scene because yes it was very hard to read but it also served as a climax for his character like yeah. in terms of like no, was true. he going to kill her was he going to like hold he himself had a hard back? time holding back yeah so i think it, it it served his the climax for his character arc whereas you know the next scene served as the climax for the book no no i i get that i just i think that's the why it's kind of the worst of the best for me is because it did do a lot of things really well but i think that he i don't know he could have like it would have been within his character to figure out like a similar but better way of doing it okay fair um, enough oh so i really like the fact that like like in the one of the first chapters of the book he helped his neighbor like send his wife pictures on his cell phone of like like i love you or like the kissing photos and then like it kind of comes full circle of now he's like sending him like these uh, like horror horrific images of his wife that was pretty um, yeah that was know. cool yeah okay so yeah um anything else anybody wants to say for wrap up or i think i think we're good we gave our uh our, our ratings i think we all gave it between like a seven and eight out of ten um this isn't the book type of book we normally read so i'm sure that there's like there might be better books in the genre if you have any that you want to rec- recommend knowing that we all like this for the most part you know feel free to drop them in the comments below join our discord um and come hang out with us there yeah and use our affiliate link to buy this on amazon or on audible if you would so desire yeah we should we should plug that more (laughs) uh 
and Josh, just quickly, like this is something that you've continued reading. Would you encourage me and Jake to, to keep on reading it? Sure. Yeah. I mean, they're fast books. Like you can get through them in a day or two. Uh, um, I've, I think that they've gotten better written. I do think that they do get a little, I don't know if monotonous is the right word, but like, let's just say he, he continues to struggle with what he struggles with in this book, which I think is a good thing, but like, you know, five books in, it's like, yeah, it does get a little bit old reading about it, but the plot gets, the plot gets and stays interesting. The characters, I think that there's the characters, he does a much better job with characters in the later books. Um, so I'm, I would say, yeah, I would say for sure the first trilogy, you should read that when you get a chance. Cool. Thanks guys. Thanks everyone. We'll see you later. See ya.